0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation? But not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content. But you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to donate, go to our website, OurMotheroftheEucharist.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good. All that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Clare.
1: O oh, sacrament most holy O oh, sacrament. Divine, all praise and all thanks giving be every moment thine. I'm sorry, I forgot to uh, to do the candles. So forgive me. This will just take a minute. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Praise you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Eucharistic presence among us. Lord, on this Friday during Lent, we come before you now asking, begging, that you bring conversion to your people, that hearts will be converted, that hearts will be touched, that hearts will come to know you, Jesus, in the most blessed sacrament. And that they will come to know your divine mercy. Jesus, we are living in a day and age where many have left you. Many have forgotten you. Many think that you are just almost a figment of the imagination, almost like, um, yeah, Jesus was a good guy, but he's not God. He's not really Jesus, uh, God, in the, in the way that all these Christians think. Brothers and sisters, we have become a nation and a world that continues to leave out God. Now, not all of us, obviously, because you're watching, you're praying, and this is exactly what God is calling us to do. We have to fill in the gap for those who don't pray, for those who don't want to turn to God. We as Christians must fall on our knees and make reparation for those who do not care. Because... This is what's happening. God himself is such a gentleman. He will not force himself on us. So he waits for us to invite him in. He waits for us to just be with him. Jesus is longing for his children To come home to Him. He has the gates of heaven ready and open for you and I to come. And it's our choice to follow the road that leads to that narrow gateway. It's our choice. Or we can choose the wide gate that our Lord talks about in the scriptures. The wide road that leads to hell and many Go there. And I know that there's people that would laugh at this. That would laugh and say, that sister doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, you know what Padre Pio said to one person one time? When they went to confession to him, they said, Padre Pio, I don't believe in hell. And you know what he said to them? You'll find out when you get there. So brothers and sisters, let us pray for one another during this Lenten season. Let us pray that our souls will be ready to meet God if we catch the coronavirus or any virus. Why why are we all of a sudden afraid now? There are so many things that can take our lives away from us right now besides the coronavirus. And yet... We don't give that any attention. I think God desires us to live in the present moment and to accept whatever comes in the present moment and not fear the future and not think about and live in the past, but to live in the present where He is, I am, not I was or I will be. But God is calling you and I to live now. He says, perfect love casts out all fear Now, do some of us have fear? Yes, we do have fear. We have legitimate fears. Some have legitimate fears. We have that put in us for our own self-defense and protection and so forth. But ultimately, God is desiring us to get on our knees and say, Jesus, I'm fearful. I need you. Please be with me and take away my fear, Lord. I invite you into my fear." Lord, I think that is so powerful. Anytime we have insecurities, loneliness, or anything, it's Jesus. He's knocking at the door of your heart and He's saying, Let me in. Let me in. Invite me into your insecurities. Invite me into your loneliness. Invite me into your fear. Invite me into your anxieties. I have experienced it all and i desire to come into your fears and your worries and to bring peace into your hearts this is our wonderful god this is who he is jesus jesus we trust in you jesus we believe that you are in the eucharist body blood soul and divinity jesus we bring to you our petitions all of them You know all of our hearts, Lord. We pray especially for protection for our people from any kind of coronavirus or or any kind of violence that is taking place. Lord, Lord Jesus, I beg you, Lord, set our hearts on fire with your divine love. Lord, heal our world that is wounded by sin heal our holy father bring conversion to the holy father help him give him discernment to know how to lead the church we pray that he will be a man after your own heart lord We pray for all of our cardinals and all of our bishops for courage and their holiness of life. We pray that you give them discernment and knowledge. Lord, let them go deeply into prayer so that they will know how to guide your flock, Lord, and not just rely on their human strength, but to turn to you and all priests and all religious and all laity. Lord, help us to know your will and to seek it always and not be concerned about what others think of us but only be concerned about what you think of us, Lord. And we just pray for all of our family members who have fallen into sins of various kinds. There's pride. There's lust. There's greed. There's so many sins that we are aware of. Lord, have mercy on us as we begin this holy rosary in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father, the Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and of life everlasting. Amen. For the intentions of our holy intentions of our Holy Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, for an increase of divine faith. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. For an increase of divine hope. Ave 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 Maria Ave 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 Maria The first sorrowful mystery is the agony in the garden. We hear in Luke 22:46 that and he said to them, "Why are you asleep?" Get up and pray not to be put to the test. Let us listen to these words carefully, brothers and sisters in the Lord, because are we asleep? Do we find ourselves asleep as the apostles? I know that there's many times that I have been asleep in the Spirit of the Lord. I have I have been not as faithful as I should be in the present moment, and seeking God's will with my whole heart. Sometimes I know I get in the way, and I know that I get selfish sometimes, and I know that sometimes I may may get a little short with my beloved sister in Christ. And I ask God's mercy and forgiveness for these times that this happens. Yes, we are human But let's not just fall back on that and and make excuses for ourselves and rationalize why we do what we do. We are all sinners, friends in Christ. All of us are sinners. And we all fall short of the glory of God. And we all offend Him and we all have participated in His passion. And so let us stay awake with the Lord. He says, can you not stay awake with me for one hour His apostles fell asleep because they were just so heavy knowing that Jesus just told them that he was going to suffer. That he was going to suffer and die. And they couldn't handle it. And they fell asleep. But who's the one that stands at the foot of the cross? We'll go to that later. St. John. Because he was with Mary and Mary helped him to stand. And so... As we go in this agony in the garden, we see Jesus sweating uh, great drops of blood in his anguish. Our Lady says, How heavily, even today, weighs on Jesus' heart the ease with which so many turn backs on him to to follow the ideas of the world and the ways of those who still reject and deny him. How many of his disciples daily sleep the slumber of indifference of interior mediocrity, of doubt, of lack of faith. Jesus, help me to watch and pray that I not be put to the test. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. especially those who are in most need of thy mercy. Our Mother of the Eucharist and Queen of Peace, pray for us. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving, Be every moment thine. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who are joining in this most holy rosary. This is such a powerful weapon of our times. Brothers and sisters, share this with others. Get others to watch it, to pray. Pray before our Eucharistic Lord. He is present to you as He is present to me. There is no time and space. Whatever I am seeing, you are seeing too. You are seeing Jesus in the Eucharist, and He is with you, just as He is present with me at this moment of uh, filming this. And so we go to the second mystery, the scourging at the pillar. And we hear in St. Matthew chapter 17, 21, verse 21, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? They all said Barabbas. Wow. They all said Barabbas. And just what's very ironic about this is that Barabbas means son of the father. Isn't that, that's a God coincidence, isn't it? Because Barabbas was a a killer, a murderer, and the people wanted to release Barabbas rather than Jesus Christ. Isn't that where we're at right now? We would rather the murderers over those who are trying to live a holy and faithful life. We have more compassion over the thief and the murderer than we do the victim. And this is the case in many places. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy upon our world, Lord. We scourge Jesus Christ with our tongues by scourging our brothers and sisters, by talking evil against them, by having angry words towards them by cursing them. Remember what St. James says about the tongue. It's the hardest thing to tame. One minute we're blessing and praising God, and the other minute we're cursing God and cursing cursing our neighbor, I mean. So Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do it to me. So in a way, we are cursing God as well. So Let us pray this Lenten season for the grace to tame our tongues, to really take the beam out of our own eyes before we can even consider taking the speck from our brother's eyes, our brother's and sister's eyes. So as Jesus is scourged, let us think about this. Let us think about how those that were scourging him were so full of the evil one, they were possessed and they were just uh, relentlessly uh, whipping our Lord with these, these terrible, uh, like hooks coming out of the whip. And it was digging into the flesh of Jesus and pulling it out. There, he was so unrecognizable. And Jesus, they said, looked like a worm and no man. And we know that he says, it says in the scriptures, by his wounds we are healed. And so, brothers and sisters, let us enter into the wounds of Jesus Christ. Let us not be afraid to enter into his passion. It is not something to fear. Let us enter into it because it is the only way that we will be able to enter into the crosses that we have. Simply running away from them or popping pills or drugs is not going to take them away. We must face them in Christ. It is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We must face these with Jesus. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And what does he mean by that? The yoke was like a piece of wood put in between the two oxes and they would plow the fields with that that yoke. The person would stand behind them and get them going and they would go. But if one ox would sit down and the other ox would keep trying to go, there was no way that he could do it because the other one sat down. And so the yoke keeps him Binds him in a sense to where he can't go any further. This is what happens when we turn away from Jesus Christ. We try to go on our own. And, and Jesus is sitting down waiting for us. And he's saying, wait, just let me come. Invite me in. And when you do, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we can plow this field together. We can plow the, the, this world and, and everything in it. Plough plough sin down. This is what he means My yoke is easy, my burden is light. The scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, now, and at the hour of our death, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are in most need of thy mercy, our Mother of the Eucharist and Queen of Peace, pray for us. Ave, ave, ave Maria. Ave, ave, ave Maria. I encourage you, friends in Christ, I encourage you to please share this video with everyone that you can think of. Share it. We need to get these meditations out, which God is giving to you through me, a poor sinner, and also through um, these uh, meditations that I'm getting from a, a great book, the MMP book. And also, just praying the rosary, brothers and sisters. Praying the rosary is such a powerful weapon. The rosary can stop the coronavirus. Did you know that? I will tell the story again. I've told it before, and it's worth repeating. The Bishop of Nigeria in the northern part of Nigeria several years ago was praying before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus appeared to him. He was praying because he was so scared for his people because Boko Haram were killing all the Christians, torturing them and killing them. And he brought it to Jesus, the best place to go, the Blessed Sacrament, bring it to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, what must I do for my people? And Jesus appeared to him with a sword. A sword was in his hand. And as the bishop went to touch the sword, it turned into the Holy Rosary. And Jesus simply said, Boko Haram, no more. Boko Haram, no more. Boko Haram, no more. more." And he disappeared. And the bishop immediately knew that the people were to pray the Holy Rosary for an end to Boko Haram and for protection for the people. And the bishop consecrated his whole diocese to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And guess what happened? Boko Haram no more. His people were not being murdered anymore. So the power of the Rosary, brothers and sisters, We'll stop war, we'll stop famine, we'll stop plague. We are called to have this childlike faith that God is calling us to have. He desires this. So be not afraid, spread this this video to as many people as you possibly can. Now we enter into the third mystery of the crowning with thorns. As we see in Matthew 27, verse 29 through 30. To make fun of him, they knelt to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. Imagine that for a second. Jesus Christ allowing himself to be spit upon That is the most disgusting thing for someone to spit in your face, and then take a reed and strike it on his head, making mortal wounds in his head with that crown of thorns piercing. In the Shroud of Turin, it shows this mortal wound on Jesus' forehead and coming through his eye as these thorns pierced his sacred head. and what do, I, what do I reflect on in this? I will share with you, is our sins of our thoughts. Our sins begin in our thoughts, friends in Christ. You know that. I know that. We begin to have a three-act play going on in our minds. and Most of all, it's the me trinity, the me, myself, and I trinity that we're concerned about. And sometimes it may be something legitimate, but we kind of like really blow it out. And what happens is a lot of times we will commit a a sin. It starts in our thoughts, pride, anger, lust. Remember, Jesus says if you even look lustfully upon another, you've committed adultery in your heart. So it goes from your thought and it enters into your heart and then you act upon it. So Jesus is crowned with thorns so that we may put on the mind of Christ. That our thoughts will be transformed into holy thoughts. That immediately we press out the negative tape and we put in the positive and we start praising and thanking God instead of having all the negative thoughts or lustful thoughts or whatever the thoughts may be that we can just start praising and thanking God and say, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for these crazy thoughts in my head because they're going to turn me to you. They're going to make me praise you more. And you think the devil's going to tempt you anymore? He's going to go, oh, that ain't working. Let me try something else. And so we see that Jesus is suffering this torment so that our thoughts can be made holy, that we can put on the mind of Christ, that we can have a metanoia, as they say, a complete changing of our minds and our hearts and not allow the things of this world be the things that uh, train our minds. Because what's happening is we're being brainwashed by the media, we're being brainwashed by the music industry, we're being brainwashed by the movie industry, and so... um, we're allowing that to form us instead of the scriptures form us, instead of the teachings of the church form us. We're allowing these other things to... We're, we're, we're following the stream of the world instead of going against the tide. As a salmon will go against the grain, he goes upstream. We're deciding not to go against the grain. We're kind of like just going along with the flow with everybody else. We're always talking about being different and wanting to be different, but yet we follow everybody else. So let us pray for one another. The heart, Mary says, the heart of my son is now, as it were, submerged in the great sea of human ingratitude. How much it still loves you. It continues to beat with love for you, and it receives only offenses and sins to you, "'Jesus has revealed the secret of the Father, "'and he has led you back to him, "'and now humanity has rebelled "'by the very rejection of God. "'The flood of atheism is the thorn "'which now makes the heart of my Son, "'Jesus, bleed continuously. "'O Jesus, never let me pierce you "'with thorns of unbelief. "'Our Father who art in heaven, "'hallowed be thy name. "'Thy kingdom come, thy will be done.' O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are in most need of thy mercy. Our Mother of the Eucharist and Queen of Peace, pray for us. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Dear friends in Christ, I have read a few of your uh, petitions and the things that you are writing before our Eucharistic Lord. And it is so beautiful. It is so beautiful to see that you're pouring your hearts out to Jesus and that some of you are saying, I want to be better. I want to receive a spiritual healing. I need to get my life right with God. This is so pleasing to God. This is so beautiful. If you're listening right now, anyone who just tuned in and you're not really living your life in the way that you feel that you should and you're living half-heartedly This is the time to come before Jesus now and bring Him your heart. Kneel down before Him and say, Jesus, I believe in You. Jesus, I want to change my life. Jesus, I ask You to change my heart. I need You, Jesus. And He will do it. He will do it. And all your petitions that you're bringing before Him, Jesus loves to hear from you. But not only just begging Him for certain things to take place, but also bringing before our Eucharistic Lord um, uh, spiritual uh, prayers mostly that are saying, Lord, heal us spiritually. Because if He heals us spiritually, then all the other physical things will just fall into place and they'll be where they need to be because right now we need to be healed spiritually first. And then everything else will be set right. If our whole world were to pray right now, if we were all to pray before Jesus Christ right now, there would be no physical ailments. There would be no problems. But because we're living in a world that is turning away from God, these things are happening to us not because God is wanting it to happen to us, it's because we are calling it upon ourselves when we turn our backs on God. Who are we to blame God for what is happening right now? We are to blame, not God. God is a merciful God, a loving God, but we have made it look and seem as if He is not And this is blasphemous. This is sacrilegious, to make it seem as if God is not a loving God, a merciful God. It is a lie from hell. It is coming straight from the devil, because he wants us to hate God. He wants us to turn away from God. Does he have anything to offer us? Does the devil have anything to offer us that is good? No. It may be temporary, pleasurable for us but it will not be lasting he's a liar and a thief and a stiller, a destroyer and he wants to take away your peace do not let the evil one take away your peace God is a God of love and a God of peace, he says my peace I give you my peace I give you He's desiring to give us this peace. And yet we allow the evil one to take it away. And so as we go to the fourth mystery of the carrying of the cross, in John nineteen seventeen, it says, And carrying his own cross, they led him out to crucify him. Mary says, My son Jesus, abandoned by all, scourged, crowned with thorns, climbs calvary with difficulty, carrying the heavy cross on his poor shoulders. He is unable to walk. He totters. There is not one gesture of pity. Only hatred, hostility, and indifference surround him. Think, my beloved sons and daughters, of the comfort and of the pain of this encounter. Oh, the glance of my son at that moment. In my heart, there opened a wound which has never healed. Jesus, give me an abiding sorrow for sins against your sacred heart and the immaculate heart of our mother. We cannot carry our crosses without Jesus. Our crosses are too heavy to carry on our own. We need Jesus. We need him to help us to carry our cross. Let us not fear the cross. Let us not push it away. I'm reminded of uh, uh, something that someone had told me one time. Apparently, it's, 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 it's not a true story, but it's an analogy. This man, he died. No, excuse me, I take that back. This man was praying before Jesus, and he said, My cross is too heavy, Lord. It is way too heavy. He says, Can you give me another cross? So Jesus takes him into this room full of crosses, all kinds of sizes, small ones, medium-sized ones, big ones, crosses. And the man goes over to pick this cross up, It was really light, and he could pick it up and put it on his shoulder, no problem. And he said, This is the one I choose. And he put it on his shoulder. And Jesus says, That is the cross that I gave you when you even entered, before you entered into this room. So Jesus gives us only what we can handle, brothers and sisters. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, no, that's not true, because I mean, I can't handle it. It's true. Some burdens and some crosses are so heavy, we need to come to the point that we can't handle it. That's the whole point here. We can't handle it. But if we go to Jesus in childlike faith and say, Lord, I can't, I can't handle this. This is too heavy for me. This is too hard for me. I can't do it, Lord. And we cry out to Him, And we say, I can't do it, but you can, Lord. And I love you, and I trust in you, and I know you're going to help me. Jesus, help me. And I promise you, he will. We have to have this childlike faith. Jesus will. So, Jesus, help us to carry our crosses as you did. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, and save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are in most need of thy mercy. Our Mother of the Eucharist and Queen of Peace, pray for us. Ave, ave, ave Maria. Ave, ave, ave Maria. Thank you so much for joining in this rosary. This is so pleasing to the Lord. Again, as we are about to enter into the crucifixion and passion of our Lord in this fifth mystery, I encourage all of you to, once I post this to my Mother Mary page, for you to share it with as many people as you can in other places on social media so that they will all be able to hear these meditations and and rewind the the video and listen to the meditations carefully, so that we will learn to pray the Rosary in a contemplative manner. That we will pray the Rosary not just lip service, but really put our hearts into it, and contemplate as our Lord or, as our Lord has asked us to. And um, we remember that Pope Saint John Paul II prayed the Rosary every day, and he said. You know, to contemplate the rosary, you know, is to contemplate Mary, contemplate Jesus. And to say the rosary, he said, without contemplation, is like saying it mechanically. And it's just, it's just, um, it's more empty. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, to reflect upon these meditations. So as we go to this most awesome moment of the crucifixion, I will um, place um, this to where you can see Jesus in the Eucharist, and you can also see Jesus in uh, the crucifix. So this is what we desire to do, so, to help us enter into this mystery better of the crucifixion and passion of our Lord. So, As we see and hear in John 19, after Jesus had taken the vinegar, he said, It is accomplished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And so we hear, All is accomplished. These were the last words before the loud cry with which my son, Jesus, gave up his spirit, Mary says. Mary says, the will of the Father has now been done. Every circumstance of his life has been oriented towards this perfect fulfillment. Like him, you too, beloved sons and daughters, have been prepared by me for this supreme moment so that the Father's design may be accomplished in this new hour of redemptive passion for the church. Everything in your life has had this profound meaning. Prepare yourselves to ascend with me your own calvary. So this is Mary speaking from Marian movement of priests, um, which has uh, like a 20-something imprimators, and Father Gobi himself was uh, friends with Lucia and Fatima, uh, one of the visionaries. So let us just think about this in the in the crucifixion. Our Lady is saying, Like him, you too have been prepared by me for this supreme moment, so that the Father's design may be accomplished in this new hour of redemptive passion for the church. We know the church is going through the passion right now. The church is going going through its purification. It is much needed. It is much needed. The doctor, Jesus, the divine physician, needs to get the corruption out of the body of Christ, God's church. Just as a doctor will perform surgery to take out any corruption, anything that is cancerous, so must our Lord do the same for Holy Mother Church. We need to pray for the church. We need to pray for the Pope. We need to pray for the cardinals and the bishops and our priests, our religious, and all of us, the laity. We need to pray that we don't leave the church in its dire hour of need. Do not abandon ship. Instead, pray like never before. Make reparation like never before. This is a time of Lent, brothers and sisters, where there's much grace being poured out. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of this time. And really pray from your hearts. This is what God wants. He wants this kind of prayer more than just giving this up or giving that up. He wants us to pray from the heart, to spend time with Him, To really take a look at ourselves, and what needs to change in us. To really desire to become more like Jesus. It's not so much we doing all the work, but us allowing Jesus to do it in us, and loving Him in it all, and allowing Him to love us. This is what's going to transform us. If we try to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, we're going to fall flat on our face. But We can't do this on our own, no. That's the wrong approach. We must come before our Lord as little children. As he said, unless you become like a little child, you you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And We need to have that childlike faith and receptivity as a child, allowing God to love us, allowing Him to heal our wounds. Just imagine him, you know, as we see a veterinarian, you know, oh, taking care of the, the wounds of an animal or someone else, and we see the delicacy and the tenderness of that. Let us imagine our Lord doing that with our souls. He's desiring to bandage and heal our wounds, our woundedness. To We need to invite him in to all of our past wounds, too. Is he wants to enter in and he wants to redo all that was so ugly that happened to us, all that was so unfair. He wants to, us to invite him into those moments and let him speak truth to us because we we have believed, uh, uh, we have had false beliefs about ourselves because of our woundedness. And Jesus desires to come into that wounded area and to speak truth to us so that our our identity can be in Him and not what others think about us and not what we feel about us and what, what we think about ourselves. We may think we're unlovable, we may think we're incapable, we may think um, we're not good enough and that's all from wounds of our past. That Jesus desires to enter in and heal you of all your wounds. Of everything that you think about yourself that is negative He wants to make positive. So let us allow him in this crucifixion. By his wounds, we are healed. Let us stand at the foot of the cross with the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. John, whom Jesus gave to us from the cross. At the moment before his death, Jesus is saying, Behold your mother. He's giving us his mother. My Mother Mary, she is given to us from the cross. We are given to her. We are her children. So Mary will help you and I to stand at the foot of the cross, of our own cross. Mary will help you and I in all of our worries and all of our fears and all of our anxieties. Now is the time to turn to Our Lady And to Jesus, consecrate yourself to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Consecrate yourself to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. Help us to die to ourselves and live for you. To be emptied of ourselves and to be filled with you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Jesus, thank you for everything you have done for us. We are sorry for the ways that we've ignored you. We are sorry for the ways we have hurt you. We are sorry for the ways that we have not prayed enough from the heart. We are sorry for not making reparation for our sins and the sins of the world. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.